I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me is David Shalott, the president of Market Street Music, uh, the conductor of Master Singers, and the artistic director as well. Welcome, David. Thanks, Paul. It's great to be with you. So glad to have you back on the program. Uh, Market Street Music has been, uh, despite all of the COVID restrictions, quite busy. Talk a little bit about uh, Market Street Music, who you are, and then we can talk about what you've been doing over the last year or so and, and uh, some new exciting programming that's coming up in early June. Sure, Paul. Um, Market Street Music is an organization that's based in downtown Wilmington, and we do a number of activities. We have two series of concerts, and this is in normal, normal times. Um, <laughs> We have two series of concerts, a noontime series and kind of a more um, lengthy uh, weekend series. We also sponsor a couple of choirs for various kinds of singers. We have a music lending library that other choral organizations and churches in the area can access. And uh, that, that keeps us plenty busy. Uh, this year has been, of course, an unusual year, just like, like it has been for every arts organization but we have not uh, disappeared. We have um, presented six concerts uh, this season for very small audiences of invited guests. And we have uh, video recorded all of those with our friends um, at New Point. And they've, they've done that work for us. And then these concerts are available on our YouTube channel for everyone to view for you know, an extended period of time. And, despite the fact that we had really no idea how to do any of this stuff and have not done any of this before, we've had a really great season. And it's been lots of fun, lots of different kinds of music, which is kind of a hallmark of Market Street music. And uh, we've had a good season. Now, we were talking offline about some of the uh, um, learning that uh, you experienced during COVID. What did you, what, what were some of the challenges you faced and what did you learn about how to present in a virtual world and uh, what impact did that have on audiences? Well, let's, let's see here. How do I unpack that question? A, <laughs> it well, is a lot. <laughs> a big question. Well, number one, we, we wanted to uh, invite our patrons to, to these concerts. And so we had to figure out how to do that in a manner that would be safe. And of course, um, one issue with this pandemic is that the information about how to do things changes almost weekly mm -hmm. so, from the government. And so we've had to kind of keep changing, you know, our plans. But we've come up with a way that uh, where the audiences can enter and exit in a safe fashion and sit in a way that keeps everyone safe. And that has been really quite successful. We, have, of course, have never done any videography before either. So that was um, a, a learning curve too, to figure out how that was going to happen and how that would impact our audiences or not impact them and how, how best to do this. We, we've just kind of felt our way through this and have come out on the other end, which is a good thing. Now, much of what you do is, is acoustic. Uh, and, I, and I know you record your programs, but for the purpose of virtual presentation, uh, I assume you had uh, significant considerations in 
getting recording equipment in there and working with sound technicians. Is, is that fair to say? That's, that's correct. The, as I mentioned, our friends at Newpoint have been doing this for us. Yeah. And they just cart in a boatload of microphones and cameras and set it up. Um, they start about two hours before each concert. And um, so every instrumentalist or singer or whoever is um, performing is, mic is mic'd. And then, of course, after the fact, it all needs to be mixed so mm -hmm. that the balance is correct. And then there's many cameras involved. And so that all has to be decided. And it's a, it's a big process that I, I have never done before. So it's been kind of fun to learn. Mm -hmm. So what did your performance schedule look like over the last year since you weren't able to have, you know, your regular live concerts at, at uh, first Princeton Central or, you know, other venues? In other venues. Um, well, we did three concerts in the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a solo cello concert, um, a, mu a concert of music by black composers by a couple wonderful black uh, musicians, a singer and a pianist, and then a uh, cartoon Christmas trio performed. That has been a, a, you know, an enormous hit for our Thursday noontime concert audiences mm -hmm. for more than 20 years. So we thought we had to have them. And that was, of course, very fun. That's in the fall. In the spring, we had a Baroque ensemble from Philadelphia and uh, the Pixis Piano Quartet performed. And then um, our final concert of the season is a concert by an ensemble we were calling Master Singers 13. This is a kind of an outshoot of our regular ensemble, Master Singers of Wilmington. And this is, for this concert, 13 professional singers that we've selected from our cast of um, professional singers that we use in that ensemble. And so we're rehearsing and doing a concert together in, believe it or not, a parking garage in downtown Wilmington. Why not? Now, <clears throat> I'm curious, uh, these concerts, uh, these were all presented virtually. Are they still available? Yes, these are all available on our YouTube channel. So if you go to YouTube and just search for Market Street Music, you'll come up with our channel and you can view any of these concerts. Each of these concerts was an hour long. And so we split each of the concerts basically in half so that each of the videos is about 30 minutes long. So it's not, you don't have to sit there for an extended period of time in front of your computer. Mm -hmm. how, how did you go about uh, convening the musicians for these? I've, I've seen virtual concerts where everybody is recorded independently and then it's all mixed, or did you bring them all together in some large enough space to record? The, all of these concerts were done at this point up to now at First and Central Presbyterian Church in downtown Wilmington. And that's a relatively large space. Um, and so we can take advantage of the wonderful acoustic there and everyone can be spaced out enough that everyone feels safe. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about the audiences that have uh, tuned into your virtual programming? Well, I mean, we have the, the audiences that tune in and we have the audiences in person. The in-person audiences are incredibly happy to actually experience some live music again, something that they haven't been able to do for, for more than a year. And the, um, the virtual audiences, that's uh, interesting. We didn't really know exactly how many people would watch these videos. 
So that was another kind of learning experience. And, and we're amazed and delighted that uh, really large audiences take advantage of this. Um, one of the videos, the, the video, um, one of the videos of uh, Marlissa Hudson and Marvin Mills, the two um, singer and pianist that were um, performing music, music of black composers, that has received more, about 750 views already. And of course, we couldn't accommodate 750 people at First and Central Church. Even if we did the concert twice, we couldn't accommodate 750 people. So we're delighted about that. And we've frankly received donations from all over the place, from people who have watched. That's been great too. Now you mentioned donations. I'm curious for our listeners, without divulging your secrets, uh, uh, during COVID, the arts uh, sector in general lost a lot of earned revenue by not being able to have live concerts with you know full houses and so on. What's how did Marcus Street Music handle that? How what what kinds of support did you get through grants or uh, different funding opportunities other than your regular earned revenue streams? Well, you're right. Um, no, pretty much no arts organizations have received any earned revenue or very little earned revenue this season. And uh, our patrons have been very generous in uh, continuing to donate to Market Street Music. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, I received a number of emails from people when this all started saying, oh golly, we're so concerned that you're not gonna make it through this. We hope that you do. And so people have been quite generous. That's been great. Um, the the government-sponsored uh, um, grants and loans, for, forgivable loans, from, um, have been very, very helpful to Market Street Music and to other organizations around the country, I'm sure. I have no doubts about that. Well, I'd like to shift now to uh, your upcoming programming on June 5th and June 8th. But let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned in to News Radio 1450. WILM and 1410 WDOV here for Delaware State of the Arts. My guest today is David Shalott, the president of Market Street Music and artistic director as well, and the conductor of Master Singers. So David, Master Singers 13 is a smaller group out of your Master Singers of Wilmington. Is, is that what I heard you say earlier? That's exactly right. Master Singers of Wilmington is an ensemble that um, that's made up of um, really highly skilled amateur musicians, amateur singers, and um, professional singers, uh, professional musicians, professional singers. And this concert, Master Singers 13, a coven of master singers, um, is uh, solely professional singers. Um, we use professional singers that come from as far away as Baltimore and New York City. And so we've chosen 13 of our finest singers who are available to do this concert. And they are very excited to be singing together again, something that singers have not been able to do much of this season. And we're excited to, to do this program with, with them. It's gonna be lots and lots of fun. So they will, they will come together for a few rehearsals having learned all the music on their own. Is, is that That's the exactly process? right. We have three rehearsals scheduled. Um, all these singers, you know, are pros, and so they will come knowing everything. And so we'll just spend three rehearsals um, just making sure the blend is right and we know where cutoffs go and all the nitty-gritty. 
rather than uh, worrying very much about the actual pitches because they'll come knowing all of that stuff. Okay. I'm assuming you'll rehearse at first and central? We will. We'll rehearse there and with one rehearsal in our parking garage so that they can get accustomed to that and then uh, we'll do the concert. Your concert in an undisclosed location. And you'll have a small live audience there, correct? We will. We'll have about 30 people, we believe. Okay. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to picture that in my mind. Let's, uh, let's uh, turn to the repertoire that you'll be doing. What, you know, what was the selection process there? What are you going to be doing? Well, the concert's about an hour long, uh, like all of these concerts have been. And um, it's, it's quite varied. We're going to start and end the program with music that's, that's folk, folk music based. We're starting with three pieces um, from different folk traditions around the world. We're starting with a piece from uh, the Shaker tradition in New England of this country. Then we're moving to Venezuela for a piece where the singers get to imitate guitars and percussion instruments. And that's really quite a lot of fun. And then the last of these uh, folk-based pieces is from the Congo, where we're singing an arrangement of a song, believe it or not, that is sung by children there who are skipping rope. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, of course, they don't sing it in this, this arrangement. That would be way too complicated for them. But it's lots and lots and lots of fun. And then to close the program, we're ending uh, with three uh, arrangements of uh, Negro spirituals from this country, another wonderful trove of folk-based music. And these three arrangements are all done by three African-American composers, uh, one from the early part of the 20th century and kind of the classic um, arrangements of spirituals, and then two from um, more of our time. Now I see in a write-up you have here Palestrina and Benjamin Britten. Are there particular pieces of theirs? Yes. Uh, this will be, I'm sure, the very first time ever that music by Palestrina is sung in a parking garage. <laughs> but um, we're doing uh, Palestrina's Missa Brevis. Palestrina was a Renaissance composer from Italy, kind of known as maybe the finest of the Renaissance composers for choral music. And this uh, Missa Brevis, this short mass, is really just filled with beautiful, beautiful sounds. Mm -hmm. It's just this kind of luxurious choral piece that just makes you melt because it's so gorgeous from beginning to end. And then we're also doing a piece by Benjamin Britten, his Hymn to St. Cecilia. Mm -hmm. There's this long tradition in England of, of composers writing music um, in honor of St. Cecilia, who, of course, is the patron saint of music. And um, Britton did this in 1941 and 42 based on a poem by his friend W.H. Auden. And if you know Auden's poetry, you know that it can be very complicated. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is exactly complicated. It takes some studying to figure out what it's about. And as a matter of fact, I remember studying this piece in a master class at a choral conference. Uh, with a famous composer, and I went in for my private lesson on this piece, and the, the conductor said, I have no idea what this poem is about. Maybe you can tell me. And so it's very complicated, but it's such a terrific piece of music, and it's um, just gorgeous, and the text uh, is, is 
is stirring and interesting and wonderful. And it's a favorite of, of um, especially professional choral singers. They love singing this piece. It's challenging and quite, quite beautiful. And I'm going to show either my knowledge or my ignorance. Wasn't it a Benjamin Britten piece that was sung at Prince Philip's funeral? Yes, it was and his uh, it was it was Jubilate Deo. Yes, as I was as I was watching uh, the funeral, Facebook just lit up with people that I've sung with in the Wilmington area saying, "I've sung that piece." <laughs> it's it's perhaps his most sung choral composition. Yeah, it's relatively straightforward. Uh, none of his music is easy, but it's not nearly as complicated as some other pieces. Mm -hmm. And fun, it's lively, and I, I mean I've done it a million times. Right. And I love it. And Palestrina, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't he the composer that will frequently have a lot of sustained chords and just move one note at a time within the chords? Yes, that, that happens a lot. Um, all four of the voices are kind of independent, one, of another, one from another, and they all move um, and create these wonderful, wonderful sonorities all together. It's, it's really stunning music. Yeah, I, I, I love singing both of them. Now, uh, what, what were your considerations in selecting the full repertoire for this program? Well, I knew I had um, these professional singers who were gonna be just terrific. And um, so I could choose a really rather difficult program for, for singers. And so that's what I did. Difficult does not um, translate to incomprehensible for the listener. Uh, I think it's really quite a listenable program and, and a fun and quite varied program. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So am I. Let's uh, remind our listeners when these programs are and how they can get more information about them. Well, you can find more information about these programs on the Market Street Music website. And that address is Market Street Music DE, standing for Delaware, of course. Org. So marketstreetmusicde.org is our web address and you can go to our website and find information there. Uh, these will be on YouTube beginning on June 5, a Saturday and June 8, a Tuesday. Again, we're gonna split the concert in half and uh, each of those is at 7.30. These are YouTube premieres. So if you watch at 7.30 each of those times, you can chat with your fellow listeners and comment on the music and say hi to your friends. It's kind of fun. So these are free uh, to listen to on YouTube, but you certainly happily take donations. That's correct. These, all of these concerts are free to watch. Um, after the premiere, the, this, uh, these concerts will stay up there for at least a year. And um, so you're welcome to watch for free anytime. But of course, we would love to accept your donations, and you can do that also through our website, marketstreetmusicde.org. Now, we've got a couple minutes left, David. What kind of plans do you and the board have for uh, reopening, resuming, uh, more live programming? What, what are the prospects and what are your hopes? We're planning, and our fingers are crossed, of course, to have kind of a regular season starting in the fall. So we'll begin with Thursday noontime concerts in October and also roll out a series of festival concerts, weekend full length concerts, um, also in the fall. 
um, will you know, the Coral Library will be hopefully used by uh, people again. We'll have outdoor concerts uh, actually starting this summer um, that we're doing with Wilmington Alliance. Those will be jazz concerts um, at their 7th and West Park uh, at 7.30 in the evening. I think it's 7.30, I hope I'm not lying. <laughs> and um, uh, those are free to the public. And so come to that. Here's some wonderful jazz performances by regional jazz ensembles. So we're looking forward to a regular season. And uh, starting in the fall, we'll have, again, our, our choral ensembles, Center City Chorale and Master Singers of Wilmington rehearsing and performing once again. Again, my fingers are crossed. Hopefully this will all work out. <laughs> so now, vaccination. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I'm curious. I'm seeing now that there are uh, postings for theater auditions and many of them have information about uh, COVID vaccination expectations. I'm curious, is that a thing in the music world for performers as, as I'm seeing it in theater? It, it is um, in some places uh, and we have not made a determination about that, um, but we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, you know, choral singers, are very concerned with vocal and respiratory health. Sure. So every choral singer that I know has received a vaccination. Right, right. So I'm not so worried about the choral singers in our midst. Um, and hopefully the audience members will do the same. Great. Well, on that note, I encourage our listeners to check out Market Street Music. David Shalott, it's been great chatting with you today. Thanks so much. Well, it's always fun. Thanks so much. Yep.